This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Wow, it is good to be back. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. And Steve's not here. He's not. It's awesome. What's up, Eric? What's going on, man? Hey, Doug. Hey, how's it going? Steve's not here. Steve is not here. So we are back in the groove. It's been a little while. It yep. might seem like we're in the groove for everyone in podcast land, but I had a baby. And took we a little pre- break there. Took a little break. Um, man, It's we haven't been on a regular schedule since like trade show season mm-hmm. and turkey hunting and all the stuff. So it feels good to be back in studio. Steve's working. We didn't we didn't kill him or fire him or anything like that yet. Um, yet. 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 So, Keyword there. A uh, couple things, quick. Um, we're going to do a little intro here. This is going to be a fun episode. The first episode with a team hang and bang member since it's been official. Um, maybe I'll mm. read off a roster here. I'll have to get prepared for that within the episode. Um, the shoot, the working class bow hunter shoot, July 20th. It is near the studio. Our studio is in Sherrard, Illinois. It's limited space. Eventually, we have to shut down due to capacity and space. It's on a private property, it's a private event. So we have to be careful on how we can manage it. We're growing every year, so as the years go on with this, we're going to have to figure something else out um, each year. If you want to go to the shoot, send us an email at workingclassbowhunter at gmail.com. Go to workingclassbowhunter.com and hit the contact form and email us, private message us on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, I want to come. How do I get a registration form? I'll send you a link to the registration form, and there's a password. And then if you have a friend that wants to come with, they have to do the same thing. I have to send them the registration form. It's because it's on private property. We want everyone to acknowledge that if something happens, it's not the property owner's fault. Everyone's having fun at their own risk, that type of thing. You understand. Yeah. You get that. So makes sense. it's just the way we have to do it. If you want to go, message us. We'll get you that information. And we just went and checked out the property. Was it yesterday or two days ago? It was... Uh, Tuesday. 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 Man, I'm lost. It's going to be freaking awesome. Over a pond, shooting over a pond, shooting over a pond at Doris, the steel doe. There's going to be a lot of giveaways. I know Joe Humphreys from Big Time is going to be there. He's going to be our Oprah. 
Oh, boy. Um, we got a little shelter going on there. I mean, it's going to be freaking It's going to be cool. We're going to set up. Uh, it's gonna, there's going to be a 3D range. It's not a competition, I might add. It's just for fun. It's to, it's to push your archery limits. It's to get you out of your comfort zone. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait. Uh, basically, you're going to come back with no points is how that uh, 3D range is going to go. And that's, <laughs> that's a good right. thing. We just want it to be fun. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you got a veteran shout-out, sir. I do got the veteran shout-out. This was submitted by Sean Polk, which is going to be on the podcast. Here. Mm, that's convenient. And he submitted that's neat. Uh, Major Matthew Sinelli, MD, from United States Air Force. And he was he is an active duty member, an ER doctor in the Air Force. And he came with him on his Mexico turkey hunt, actually. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. We'll have to have him talk about him on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. I'll open so, a beer for you. And thank, thank you, you for, for your, your service. service. Awesome. If you want to submit a veteran shout-out, workingclassbowhunter.com. Hit the contact tab. You can find out how to do it there. All right. The podcast is presented by Scent Crusher, scentcrusher.com. We talk about it all the time. We're in the off-season officially. We're in archery season, as we like to call it. The um, humid, hot season. Sorry. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Scent Crusher is now the time to get your Scent Crusher stuff. Get ready for season. The the if you start hunting in August, if you start hunting in September, Scent Crusher, save your ass there because that's the hottest time. You get sweaty. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by HHA Sports, HHAsports.com. We are all, all the whole working class bow hunter crew this year is shooting the Tetra, and we are pretty Single pumped. Single pin. And uh, the Virtus. Oh, yeah. That's right. I just got my rig set up the other day. I got mine set up. I just got inserts in Yep. and getting ready to set up my arrows. And get ready for the shoot. But every day I want to sight it in. It rains. Imagine that around Imagine here. I know it, man. It's, it's freaking been bad. miserable. The gnats are so bad right now in oh. my area that if I had was at full draw, I'd freaking come <laughs> unglued. And by the way, the podcast also also brought to you by Elite. So our thirty fives are set up with the Tetra and the Virtus Arrow Rest from HHA. And we, me and Eric are shooting the thirty five Ritual yep. thirty five. Doug and Steve are shooting the Ritual thirties. Yep. Um, I was a little skeptical about the uh, snow camo at first, you know. Ooh, I was jealous when I opened that box. It looks good. When you see it in person, it looks freaking yeah. glorious. It looks real nice, man. It does. Real it nice looks part. really nice. The Q U looks pretty good to you, though. Uh, no, the podcast is also <laughs> brought to you by Big Time. You will see a lot of Big Time stuff at the shoot. Uh, Victory Archery. Hunter's Blend Coffee. Use code Working Class for 10% off. Combination Creative. If you need any logo work, website work, graphic work done um hit up combination creative our boy jordan over there is awesome and that's all we got for the business side of things Boom. um dude it Boom. feels good to be back in studio it does, it does. It feels kind of weird it almost like it's like, been a minute i feel like it's gonna take a minute to like knock off the, the, the dust. dust off the dust <laughs> and oil the hinges oil the hinges yeah well last episode we had uh the Mr. The, I, I guess you'd call him the president of the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest, which is a show we're going to in August. Uh, we're going to have a booth there that's in Bloomington, so come come check it out. We're going to probably have like one o'clock beer pong competitions at our booth. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to. Oh boy, partners, you're going to knock the dust off of that too. Yeah, I know. We're gonna, we're the practice, <laughs> but we have a booth next to uh, Gator Outdoors there. Awesome. And uh, Wade will be on the sh- on the show soon, but. Really, other than that, man, turkey season was winding down. Me and Eric, I only had two days to turkey hunt. That's crazy. Well, it's just, you know, with the baby being born right in the middle of things. And, right. You know, yeah. I only that's went, a good point. I think I only went out two days. Yeah, that's Maybe all three. I filmed a bobcat. But you know me and turkey hunting. I'm not a, I'm not a big... It's I don't a, yeah, I get like it. like turkey hunting that much, but... It's a bird. Uh, Eric probably hates turkeys now because we went out 
the first time, and the Tom's just like what, right on the nine, other eighty yards, eighty yards on the other side of the fence nuts. for probably what an hour and a yeah. half. And one didn't even move. Like he didn't even move within a one foot circle. Just hung up. Yeah. Then he just walks away, and me and Eric are like, Eric's kind of like, yeah, let's go get some bread. So I'm like, all right, that sounds pretty good. Some beers. And, yeah. And then the turkey comes back, gets to the fence row. Hops the fence. And he looks like he's going straight to the decoys. And, like, you know, I'm filming already, and Eric's getting ready. And then he comes to the fence, and he gets, gets in the field, and just stops and goes straight, like, right behind us. Well, yeah, he's walking down our fence line where the blind is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to come oh, right yeah. in. And he's probably 40 yards, but I would have to shoot right across Doug's face to even hit him. Oh, yeah. You know, because he's to our right. 40 yards is a long turkey right. shot. Right, yeah. But then he just stops, hops the fence behind us, and just walks right I mean, what? Like 15 yards behind us. Yeah. Dude, that right there proves, like, what I always say is that like, turkeys are so dumb, they're hard to hunt. Yeah. Because uh, I had the same thing happen. Uh, the Saturday I got to hunt out at the lease, I called in two toms, and they were 30 yards behind me gobbling. They could see my decoys. I had avian X decoys, and their goblins hung up right behind me and just wouldn't come down. And then they just eventually just passed me by and just kept moving. I'm like, it's just... Just come on. They're so frustrating. They I are frustrating. I think that's like the later the seasons get, like the turkeys just get more, I don't know. And yeah, it was fifth season in Illinois. Yeah. And it was late season for you, Eric. Well, then when we went to your place, how many toms did we see that day? Eleven. We saw 11 toms strutting <laughs> yeah. at one point. You guys had a good season. I don't know why your mic's popping. I don't either. I'll back away from it. Usually Steve's on it. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had three toms come in. Like, what are they, 60 yards? 60 yards, and that hen walked... Five yards in front of us. We actually did have a bearded hen walk five yards from us, but I know I just can you shoot a bearded hen? Yeah, in Iowa, that's a pretty know. long beard too for a hen. I'm not sure if you can in Illinois or not. Like an eight inch beard. Yeah, but the you know, we had three toms that were supposed to come in, so we're just waiting for them, and they just did like a a loop around us. I think at one time all eleven of them were in the field at oh, one yeah. time. It was crazy. It's insane. <laughs> but just we were calling; they didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. Turkeys are cool, man. They are a lot of fun. I was trying to decap one this year, and hopefully we'll make it back out to Kansas next year and, and do all that. But, you know, whatever. This is going to be like our last turkey season uh, podcast for 2019. There are still some states still trickling on to turkey season, but mm-hmm. um, the hunt we're going to talk about tonight is kind of a unique one, one that most people here don't go on or think about going on. and. Mm-hmm. Most of our listeners probably know about this spe- subspecies of turkey, or maybe it's its own deal. Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't know about it, about like the the oscillated bird. You know, because that's yeah. the most colorful one, right? Yeah, it's like a damn peacock, right? That's what I mean. It's yeah. like a mix between a peacock and turkey, basically. Is that pop filter up too high? Damn, there, there it is. Go. There Jeez. you go. Try that shit. You. <laughs> Try that shit. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. But this will be the last one. We got some uh, – we're going to get really focused on archery because that's what we like to do. Hopefully we get to do some 3D shoots this summer. And uh, I got one down the road about three miles from my house. Now. I know. You do now. We got to get yeah. out there. We we'll have to set a date for that one, and I'll go out there and, and shoot for yep. the belt. Breaking oh, these yes. rituals. I know. I know. I got to get dialing on mine. I'm excited to get that Tetra dialed in, get shooting, get obsessed again. You know, yeah. like get get obsessed with yep. archery. That's what I'm excited about. Some of these episodes we have already scheduled for the summer is we have some top level archers on schedule. So you know, it's it, that, I think that gets me excited interviewing them and talking to them about mm-hmm. 
about archery and our listeners, you know, they'll, they'll really buckle down and get ready to sling some arrows until their freaking arms fall off. So it's also right. kind of weird because after missing those turkeys in Kansas, it's like I almost want to shoot more now, like get my bow perfect. Like yep. this yeah. new ritual, just have it slinging darts. Well, I have some big hunts planned. I, I think I'm going to South Dakota. We might, oh, yeah. we all might be going to Nebraska. That's kind of up in the air right now. I'm going to Oregon in October for a mule deer hunt. You're going to be busy, busy. Dude, yeah. Busy, busy. It's it's crazy. We have, right now, working class bow hunter behind the scenes is, there's a it's lot of things. popping right now. There's a lot of things down up. But it almost feels like, it's I like felt like. Flood. It is like a flood. <laughs> but it almost <laughs> feels like, too, like I was, uh, I was actually talking to D-Rock the other day. I'm like, I feel like being so busy with working class bow hunter behind the scenes is affecting the show on the front lines for now. It won't in the long run. But, mm-hmm. like, for now, we're also in the lull, right? Like, yeah. yep. turkey season's ending, archery season's just vamping up. And so right now it feels really it's just a big lull. But we're working on our other Carbon TV series, another series that's coming out, and then this weekly series that we're doing that you're listening to now, the original Working Class Bowhunter. Well, now we're getting back into whitetails, too. I mean, this is the time to start putting yeah. big time out and everything else. Back to the racks, baby. That's right. We already got some bucks on the deer cams. Oh yeah, I know. I got to get all mine out. The big time cams, the ATG trail cams are out. Oh yeah, the big time. I, I got to get them all out. One of them's probably underwater right now, taking pictures of carp. <laughs> carp or raccoon swimming by for real. Just his feet, <laughs> an otter. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, down. I have a little creek bottom on my lease, and I have it on the south side right there, and it's uh, it's underwater. My ground blind's gone. I bet. Oh, I've had I bet that happen. Gone. That's crazy. Yeah, it's got to be. Because how much rain... We've had... It's rained every day for probably... F- like, thunderstormed. Yeah, for probably 15 days in a row, I bet. I, I Easily, I'd say. It's insane. Yeah. And now the tornadoes are coming. They are? Yeah, you didn't hear all the tornadoes that hit Iowa and Illinois and... What was it? Everywhere? Oh, it made it sound like there was, like, more on the way. Oh, right? I don't know. There probably is. I don't know. I don't watch the news. It could yeah, be. Yeah, I'll see his tornadoes on the news. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not good. Well... No. It was a fun little pre-intro. feels good to be back. We're excited to do this with uh, the, the first podcast with the official Team Hanging Bang member, and uh, it's all good, so we're excited. Oh, so yeah. Thanks for all the support along the way. Sorry if it got a little dull there for a minute. I hope it didn't. It felt that way from my perspective because I'm busy with family stuff, which I, I absolutely have to do and absolutely love doing, and just different stuff we're juggling right now. We're working on a bunch of stuff, but big things to come, big episodes to come bigger series to come so if you want more from this series and want something else mm-hmm. there's a lot more on the way so we're gonna have that for you yeah we appreciate the continued support and the love and, and all the comments and messages and everything it's uh it really makes it makes it feel worth it even though sometimes you're like why the fuck am i doing all this yeah that one message was pretty cool that you got the other day some guy down south was sitting in a bar and he noticed their hat yeah yeah um I feel bad that I don't have the message pulled up. I should have had that ready because it was cool. He said he had our hat on. No, what was it? He yeah. saw some. Yeah, he saw some guy with our hat on. Oh, I thought someone seen him with our hat on. I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. Fuck. Maybe I don't remember. I'm, I don't I, my brain's been a cluster. Some someone down. They were in Tennessee. Yep. Saw someone with our hat on and was like, "Hey, are you listening to them?" And the dude was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and then like went and got a beer. Is this it? Doug, pull, it? Doug pulls it up. Oh, Derek Long. Um, 
Yeah, this is kind of cool. Sorry, Derek. I, f- I freaking drew a blank. What's up, brother? I don't know how many followers you have in Texas, but I was. Th- oh, this isn't it. Oh, it's not. Sorry. What's in Texas? We said Tennessee. I just found the mess. I just found a picture of a cool message. Okay, that wasn't it. Hold on. Let me look. Let me pull it up. We'll find it. As we all go silent. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody talk. Take a break. Eric, say something. Say, say <laughs> something. Yeah, I forgot That's all about that. That it was a cool message though. Just someone sitting in a bar and they notice our logo. Oh, right in here, Brennan Jensen. Uh, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee for work meetings all week. A bunch of us went out drinking last night, and I was wearing my WCB hat. And they had a guy come up to me and tell me, "Nice hat." I asked him if he knew what it was, and he said, "Well, fuck yeah, I listen to that podcast all the time." That's how <laughs> he said. That's how you know you made it big, bro. Congrats, random dude from Tennessee, eight hours from home. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's badass. It's crazy, actually. It is crazy. <laughs> Dude from Tennessee, let us know who you are. All right, guys. Again, we appreciate the hell out of you. We'll dive into this episode. Hope you enjoy. It's really, really not that good. All right, we're finally in the actual podcast. What's up, everyone? Uh, first, so our guest today is a member of Team Hang and Bang. We did the applications, and we picked the team, and we finally have it narrowed down. Everyone's got their contracts in. They've signed their lives away. Um, I figured what I'll do is just write off the official or announce the official roster real quick. The ride-or-die crew. Number one, working class boner. Oh, they're in there. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Landon <laughs> Thomas. Jeremy Beck, the monster. He's our bodyguard. Connor Wakefield, D Rock, Bill Moretti, Steve, Wayne Cox, Steve Moeller, Clark Cummings, <laughs> Nick Whittier, 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 Whittier. I don't know how to say your name, man. Cole Young, Chris Zeger, Clayton Meyer, Dominic Sheets, Dana Pace, Clay Thurman, Chris Smith, Chaz Shrupp. Damian Rifle, Dan Smeltz, Steve Stoff, Timothy Stancliffe, Daniel Wilson, Jess Wagner, Sean Polk, Derek Long, Phil Murray, Brian Johnson. That is the team, and that's what it is. We'll, we'll do uh, some sort of like official introductions like down the line. But what's most important is we have Mr. Sean Polk here right now with us. What is up, man? What's going on, fellas? Not much. Just enjoying the time without Steve. We're actually drinking uh, Budweiser's <laughs> yep. for Tall the boys. special Ooh. occasion. Tall boys. Bud heavies. I like it. Yeah, diesel. Yeah, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to uh, be finally talking to y'all. I've been listening to y'all for a while. It's cool to be on the phone. Yeah, so how long have you been listening? Let's really test your knowledge. I want to say it's probably two and a half years, All but right. I've listened. I've, once I got into it, I went back and started from scratch and got all the way caught up to current and you're a brave soul man dang dude that's hardcore so (laughs) and then you applied for team hang and bang and you somehow got picked yeah i don't know how that happened (laughs) he's cut he's out yeah (laughs) he'll be done after this podcast i bet he'll resign um (laughs) so tell us about who you are man where you're from and and how you made team hang and bang so i am sean polk um Grew up in Connecticut. I went to college down in Virginia. Um, 
I came down here basically just to play baseball, stayed after I graduated, and I live in Chesapeake, Virginia, so we're like right on the border of North Carolina and the southeast part of uh, Virginia. And, uh, you know, I've been listening for a while. Heard y'all come out with Team Hang and Bang. I was like, man, that'd be pretty cool. I was like, I went to the application, just filled it out, talked about where I've hunted, things I've done, what I'm into, and uh, here I am. Very cool, man. Well, I appreciate awesome. the support along the way, and glad you're on yeah, the team, sure. and, and looking forward to looking working with you over the next year and see where this whole team hang and bang shit goes, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's pretty pumped about it. Uh, all the guys that are in there seem like they're pretty amped to see where it goes and just be part of it, and I think it'll be pretty cool. It's already formed, like, its own community without us, like, doing much yet with it, so yeah. that's that shows that we choose we uh, we chose the right people, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, everybody seems, you know, like they're pretty uh, interactive and getting along really good and just sharing different things and pictures and stories and videos, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's people posting in there all the time. And there's some killers in there too, man. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see. It's pretty cool. Uh, so, Sean, you just from chatting with you, man, on and off, like it sounds like you grew up in an interesting type like hunting family. It sounds like your dad's done a lot of hunting all over the place. Yeah, I mean, my dad, it, the easiest way to describe it is if you name it, he's probably killed it. It's easier for me to probably list things that he hasn't killed than it is to list the things he has killed because it's just the, the laundry list is ridiculous. He's been all over the world. So is that something your grandfather did and then got your dad into it? Is it something your dad picked up and then just how did that all work? Ran with it. So my dad grew up um, – he, did, he got into hunting when he was about 18, and he used to go with my grandpa and my uncles and their friends and family up to way upstate in Maine, and they would hunt up there probably usually just for like a week a year because back when he was young, Connecticut didn't even have a deer season because um, there wasn't that many deer. Mm-hmm. And then he just got big into deer hunting, and then um, he became, you know, he, he went to school and became a doctor, and then once I was – god i don't know i think his first real trip like other than just hunting deer he went to canada and went for moose and caribou and it's been kind of downhill ever since and he's just been going everywhere so it was he kind of started that on his own like my grandpa deer hunted but never did any of that crazy stuff so how old were you when you started hunting then if he was into all this stuff I shot my first, well, you can't hunt deer until you're 12. So my dad belonged to a club that stocked pheasants. I shot my first pheasant when I was seven. Um, And then my dad took me up to upstate New York to some um, private hunting preserves where they had some exotics and stuff. And I think I shot my first boar, like a wild boar and some kind of little Corsican ram when I was 11. And then once I was 12, it was when I could hunt deer in Connecticut. It was just full bore deer hunting after that. That's awesome, man. That's, that's kind that's of a insane. cool, cool. Like uh, that's, that's a crazy. different way from the normal story of like coming up in the hunting game. You know, like mm-hmm. I just got thrown into whitetails right out of the gate, which I'm super thankful for. But you know, getting to go to a a preserve and getting to shoot a hog and a Corsican ram and all that would have been a blast. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was it's pretty cool. I mean. That kind of stuff was awesome, but I was always deer was always my thing, even before I could deer hunt. But in, in Connecticut, unfortunately, you had to wait till you were twelve, take your test, and then you could start hunting. Here in Virginia, 
there is no limit as long as you're with an adult. So you, I could take a five year old out with me if I wanted to. And that's awesome. I that's kinda, how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that a lot better because some kids are just more mature and ready for it before other kids. And it should be the parent that decides and not the state. Well, yeah, because a lot of times at 12 years old, you might already be like hardwired into a main interest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not everybody at that point, you know, if you can't get into hunting that early, then you may never get into hunting. Yeah, I mean, right. hunting, I I don't know what it would be like to get hunting later in life. Like, Eric, you kind of, you got to, you hunted always, but like deer hunting, bow hunting. Bow hunting came in later, but I have grew up, I mean, since I was born, I grew up around hunting. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, it wasn't strange to It you. wasn't just white tails, you know, it was pheasants, ducks, right, geese. Right. I mean, it was... You White didn't happen to it like cold turkey, like, I'm, I'm a bow hunter now. Like, you kind of yeah. knew about right, the hunting right. game, yeah. I can't imagine being, like, 25 and being, like, bow hunting? Well, what's that? Let me try this out. Like, I feel like that, I, I mean. I was 21. 20, 21? Yeah. When I jumped that's in. That's true. I mean, I hope people do that, you know, because that's awesome. But I feel like, it, for me, I have to, it just seems like my main interest in life or stuff I got wired into, like, young. Right. Yeah. You know? Because the hunting thing was always there, just the bow hunting was. My dad's never shot a bow in his life. Yeah. yeah. I just was never there for, you know, to grow up in the bow hunting industry or bow hunting in general. Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So, Sean, what is that what got you? I mean, we're going to lead into this Mexican turkey hunt. Um, but, I mean, where else have you been besides Mexico to hunt? Um, I've hunted Texas a couple times. I've hunted um, New Brunswick. For black bear, uh, three times went to Saskatchewan for deer, um, New Mexico antelope, South Dakota deer twice. Um, I've hunted North Carolina, but you know that's just a short little drive. Hunted Connecticut, Maine, um, and Alaska. I think that's it. So you're following in your dad's footsteps then. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just really lucky though i don't have the job that affords for me to go on those trips i'm just lucky that his job does and he asked me to go <laughs> right. yeah that's a nice uh nice perk huh yeah because i mean i would be doing i could you know do the diy stuff but if you know or if i really wanted to save up but i mean a lot of times he's like hey i was thinking about going to do this uh would you be interested and i'm like just tell me where I got to go and when I got to be there, and I'm in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? That's awesome, man. That is really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about turkeys, man. Going back in, I was telling in the pre-intro here that this is probably our last turkey episode for the year until next turkey season. So where have you killed turkeys before? I've killed a Rio in Texas, um, Easterns in Connecticut, and I kill a Merriam in South Dakota, and now I got my oscillated in Mexico. Very cool. So you've been all over. So you're no stranger to killing birds. No, but I actually haven't haven't been doing it all that long. Um, I should never shot a turkey until I think it was 2011 when I was in Texas. It was my first ever turkey. Oh, really? Cool, cool. So yeah. how did this? Okay, there's a lot of people that don't know about the oscillated bird and I don't know a lot about them and I don't, I don't know where they live exactly in Mexico and all that. So basically let's start the listeners out. Like how did you find out you were going on this trip and how did you plan for it? And where did you go? So last, not, not this past March, but the March before I was 
etiquette. And my dad, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, the uh, Dallas, Dallas Safari Club. Yeah, yeah. You guys ever heard of it? Yeah. So my dad, my dad's a member of Dallas Safari Club, and uh, they have he's the member of the Northeast chapter, and they have their big dinner auction banquet deal at the casino in Connecticut. So he goes every year and he's like, man, you know, he was going with my stepmom and some, some guys and their wives. And he asked if, you know, me and my wife wanted to come up. And I was like, shit, hell yeah. So we went up for that and <laughs> shit, hell yeah. shit, hell yeah. Be yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went up there and they have, they have auctions and stuff, um, different trips. And that's how my dad gets a lot of his trips. He gets a lot of good deals on different trips because he goes to these dinners or whatnot. And they, they have these auctions and people, I don't know if they're either just not interested or don't know, but he gets them for a lot less than what they would go for, you know, because he gets an auction. So we're at this dinner and his friends, um, this guy from Rhode Island was there and I guess he was interested in that trip and it was, uh, the, the package was for two guys. So my dad, he's been to Mexico for these turkeys before, I mean, I don't know, year, probably six, seven years ago. Um, but he really wasn't going for the turkey. The turkey was just kind of part of the package. And, uh, you know, cause he shoots all kinds of crazy shit. So they had these little deer <laughs> called, uh, called, uh, gray, gray brocket deer. They're like little 40 pound deer with little spike antlers. Oh yeah. And so that's what he was really interested in and he wanted to go back. So he told my dad, he told his buddy, um, cause he didn't get one last time. So he told his buddy, he was like, look, if you get the trip, he's like, I'll be your, your second guy. So his buddy gets the trip. Um, I don't know what he got it for, but it was pretty cheap. And he, they, you know, my dad was like, all right, well, cool. We're in. He's like, but see if you can get, if they'll let you add, you know, more guys on at the same price. So he talked to the guys down in Mexico and yeah, you know, we could add another, you know, two more guys. Cause my, um, one of my friends from home from high school, he came with us too. So, uh, they added two more guys on for the same price. So basically they just got on an auction and added us on we were it was a go no shit you, mean, you can't beat that for the same price no, yeah that's yeah. awesome no that's deal. yeah jim shockey's actually hunted there this place we went to they had pictures of him shooting the brocket deer down there oh that's awesome it is awesome yeah so had you have you ever been to mexico before this yeah i've been to like cancun area and cozumel like family vacations and resorts but not like that kind of shit <laughs> right not like real mexico so where was it so we we went to Campeche, um, and then we flew in to Mexico City, then Mexico City to Campeche. So it's on the Yucatan Peninsula. So it's like if you look on a map where Cancun is, it was I think it was about a five hour drive west of Cancun, and Campeche is right on. I think Campeche is a state, but then they also have a city. So we flew into the city, and then we um, had a probably like a four hour drive from the city out to where we hunted no shit so you, got, you got to see mexico oh yeah we I mean we were driving through little little freaking towns where they have like these crazy speed bumps because you know they don't want people flying through these little postage stamp towns yeah and you you hit these speed bumps and there's all these little mexican dudes and women out there trying to sell you all kinds of shit when you're going through the speed bumps and have to <laughs> slow down Brazil had the same thing. I've been through, like, Brazil, and they have, like, the big – they're, like, really big speed bumps. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you you hit them not paying attention, you're going to freaking wreck your car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're that big. Yeah. The ones in Brazil were, like – I was in Brazil, like – 
it would have been like middle of the night, like early, early in the morning. But it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then they got, they're trying to sell you fruits and vegetables and little fucking drinks and shit. I don't even know what the drinks were, but some kind of like mixed up water and powders and stuff. No shit. Yeah, stay yeah, away from the crazy. powders, man. Yeah, did you drink any? <laughs> yeah, we we did have one. We were when we were going back into town after we got done hunt, hunting. We were my dad was like dying of thirst, and we stopped at this gas station for guys to go to the bathroom and whatnot. And there's some dude with a cart. He's selling these drinks, and my dad was like, "I." He's like, "I'm fucking thirsty." He's like, "I need one." He's like, "I don't give a shit if I get sick." He's like, "I just need to drink something." He's like, "Do you want one?" I was like, "Ah, screw it." <laughs> we, we luckily we didn't get sick because. They were just in water bottles, and there was the seal was broken because they had to mix oh, it up. Oh, sure. For all you no. know, they're Sketchy. taking like, yeah. For all you know, they're taking their crazy freaking diseased water that's it's ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you're like, in another dimension. Yeah. You're trying you to fight your way through the stars, is. back to the dark arts. <laughs> the dark arts. But we got lucky. We didn't get sick. Thank God. That's but. crazy, man. What an experience just in that, like turkey or not. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, you got to see the little towns and the people and then the city where we, cause we flew in and you stayed the night and then they come and they have three different camps. So they have a lot of guys that they're picking up and they come with some buses and pick you up the next day. So we were able to go out to dinner at night and kind of see around, around the city a little bit at night. So it was pretty cool. Did you like go out drinking and all that or like, yeah, I mean, we went out. We went out, had some beers and uh, some food. That <laughs> they night. went clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> what what uh, what beer did you drink down there? Um, in camp they had Modelo. They oh, just really? had yeah, the cooler stayed stock with Modelos all day, every day. They were on top of it. That's awesome. Do you see any Labanitas down there, or what was the deal? I think that means very, very beautiful. I don't know. I don't know what Spanish <laughs> and Doritos. I'm trying to sound like you just make over shit here. up. Oh, I know. Like Bonita is like beautiful. I think. <laughs> But yeah, you sound like us trying to speak Spanish to the guys. Like, Dude, you, yeah. I've been to like, Brazil. I've tried to speak Portuguese to people down there and have them look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even know. I mean, I know Portuguese is kind of like Spanish, but it's not. You know, there's. I know there's some differences, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know Dude, where to start. I tried to speak Portuguese when I was in Brazil, and they just looked at me and, like, giggled. I'm like, hey, dear, I care to be a translator for <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, I mean... It was that was the hard part. I wish I would have brushed up on more of my Spanish before I went down. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't help. Yeah, I knew. I mean, I took it in high school, but that was a long time ago. So I knew a little bit. I could remember. But my buddy, my buddy, he knew. He was stationed in San Antonio, so he dealt with you know had a. Uh, he's a doctor, so he he had to deal with a lot of uh, like Mexican people coming in and whatnot. So he knew just enough to say like ridiculously inappropriate shit to all the guides. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> to make they probably laugh loved, a little bit. Well, they probably loved it, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, they yeah, they were laughing because pa- pavo is turkey in Spanish. So he would just like all day. He would just be like pavo muerte, and it means like I know muerte is like dead or death or something like that to kill. I'm not really even sure, but it's something to do with, like, dead turkey, and you would just say it all day. That's hilarious. <laughs> Was that your uh, buddy the from the Air Force? Yeah. Yep. That's we, awesome. We shouted him out for you. Sweet. I'll make sure he, he, he checks it out. Yeah, he better. Oh, yeah. yeah, he better. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your service. What an asshole. You're a saint. We appreciate you. Um <laughs> So, yeah, going down, like, what an adventure just for a bird. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah, that's crazy. Turkeys thing. are amazing. I would love to do it. Like, if I could get people, like, 
if you ever go down again and you're like, hey, Kurt, you want to go? I'm like, well, you've been there before. You know the, how the system works. Like, all right, let's go. But I don't think I'd ever go like by myself or like with with like, Eric. Like with us. No, like no, with don't, a mullet. don't go with me. Yeah. With us three idiots, just <laughs> yeah, white as hell, white as hell. Walking I mean, around. it's that's yeah. I mean, like all that kind of stuff. Like I, I have a good time on these like some some of these crazier trips. But my dad, that's my dad. Versus, I mean, I wanted this one because I wanted to get my slam, and I knew I had to get it. So if I didn't go this time, I probably never would go. But um. My dad, I mean, he, all his trips, he goes 95% of them. He goes all over the world all by himself. I'm just like, man, That's I can't crazy. imagine just, yeah. So when like, you man, so when you were down there, are you like, are you hunting out of a turkey blind or are you just walking around trying to shoot them or calling them or what the hell's going on? So you do some walking. Um, you do, they don't use blinds down there because they don't, they don't use like, it's not like here where you set up decoys and you call, you know, and. So it's it's different hunting. Like the craziest thing they do, you'll probably never believe this shit. But you know, instead of like a blind or sitting up against a tree, like when you're getting ready to set up on a spot, like whether it's a water hole or just the area where there's um, these little acorn-looking things that they eat, they, you know, they find a good spot, and all of a sudden he breaks his backpack out and he pulls out freaking two hammocks and ties them off, and you just chill in a hammock. We'll just sit around and wait. Really? And do what? Like you yeah. sit there? Like you just lay there and yeah. hang out? Do you just drink beer? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We I mean we drink beer when we're done in the morning and afternoon, but not when we we're hunting. But uh, I mean, you just kind of you can sit up in the hammock, or you could kind of kick back on the hammock with you know you just keep your feet on the ground so you could sit up quick. You weren't like you know feet up taking a nap kind of yeah. shit. But I mean, it was pretty cool. Like I would. Like I was just like, holy crap! This dude just busted a hammock out and tied it up real quick, <laughs> and next thing you know, we're just chilling. Doug, no way. Next year, turkey hunt, we're hammocks? bringing out the hammocks. Oh boy, kill some easterns out of a hammock. Yeah, maybe it'll work around here. You never know, dude. That'd be awesome. It, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, I could see it, you know, working. Just if you instead of sitting, you know, on, up against a tree on the ground somewhere or whatnot. I mean, it was kind of cool. It was definitely more comfortable than sitting on the ground. That's for sure. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. think you're that's a branch bad. hanging there. So I'm I'm kind of going to reverse you a little bit. Like once you a got to the camp, like kind of just like paint that picture for us. So we get to camp on well, we we flew in Saturday, stayed the night. They picked us up Sunday morning, driving to camp. And like that first night, you don't hunt. Um, we got in like late afternoon. You just kind of hung around. Um, you know, we drank. Uh, <laughs> we we brought a couple <laughs> bottle, couple bottles of booze. They had plenty of beers stocked all times, and uh, we just kind of drank beers and hung out. Yeah, you know, help kinda. us imagine. Like, is this a one star lodge? Is this a five star lodge? Like, what are we? We need the deets here. Yeah, what are we talking about? So, are you sleep so, in the hammocks. No, so you're you're in the middle of nowhere so there's no power um you they have a generator for lights at night but you're sleeping i mean you're sleeping in beds with mattresses but you're in like um it's kind of like a hut but it's got a concrete floor it's got walls with some screen windows and it's kind of um what are they uh it's kind of like 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 a thatched roof like with um like palm frond type deal and uh I mean, it's not. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect because I've seen some places online where you sleep in these like intense, like night, you know, nice big tents, but not, not like these huts. I mean, these were kind of permanent structures. You know, they had a bathroom, uh, toilet, and a shower that were gravity fed with water. So I mean, it wasn't bad. Oh, but nice. so you were comfortable. 
Yeah. Well, aside from the heat, I mean, you woke up sweating in a, you know, laying in a pool of sweat in the morning and you went to bed laying in a pool of sweat at night. I mean, that was the worst part of the entire trip. Just sweating constantly. (laughs) All day, every day. And, you know, you get some wind, but you're laying below the windows where the wind would blow through. So you didn't feel any of it. So you just baked in there. It was like 95 every day. Oh, Uh, I couldn't sleep at all. There's no way. Yeah, it was that was the worst part. And you take a shower and you feel good, but then you get out and ten minutes later you were the same as you were before. So back to swamp ass. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Your sweat would as soon as you got out of the chair. Eric could be like sleep on the concrete floor, just oh, I would for sure. No, 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 dude. They had freaking my. We the second second day we were there. I'm trying to take a nap in the afternoon, and all of a sudden I hear my buddy. He's in the shitter and he starts freaking out. He's like, Sean, Sean, give me a boot, give me a shoe. I need fucking something. I'm like, what? He's like, give me a shoe. And I go in there. He's got his pants around his ankles. There's a scorpion that's in there. And he takes the boot and he's fucking swatting at the scorpion trying to kill it. Oh, he was, shit. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, that concrete he, floor. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. They'd, so, be, they'd be like trying to get oh, you for a man. Oh, boy. And we were making fun of him because he didn't know what the situation was going to be like. So he was in he, – he went to Syria, got deployed to Syria last year. So they gave him like these little one-man kind of tent – um, it's like a, I don't know, you can fit a sleeping bag in there, but it's like zip, like zipped up so you could get protected from bugs and whatnot. Yeah. So he brought that and he was sleeping in that every night and we were making fun of him. And then after the freaking scorpion, we were like, oh man, I wish we had those. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. It just goes straight to the back of your mind. Like, oh boy. Oh awesome. shit. <laughs> See, I was just, I wanted to know all that because I know a lot of our listeners like myself, like I don't, I had no idea what You're to curious. expect for this. I'm just curious like a cat. You know, right. and I never even thought about going to Mexico. I've never researched it for a turkey hunt like this. I, I knew about these turkeys, but thought, oh, that'd be cool, but didn't know what it would be like. It, when you think of like, oh, I'm going to a lodge in Mexico, you think Cozumel right. Resort. Yeah. Yeah. No, Somewhere it was can. definitely not like that. But, I mean, I've been in worse, but, you know, it wasn't I mean, for where you're going. I mean, it was pretty pretty comfortable uh setting it wasn't bad at all i mean they took care of you they put clean sheets on the beds every single day once you left to go out to hunt you'd come back in the morning like late morning and you'd have fresh sheets on there every day i mean so it was for where for where you were it was pretty i'd say it was five star so like the best like, that they uh, could do really like the bugs and insects like really bad no the bugs really weren't bad i'm surprised it's too hot it's too yeah, a lot it's too hot for them well yeah it was dry so I think they said the fall is their wet season where they get all their rain. Like there was, it, there wasn't a drop of freaking rain the whole time we were there. Everything, all the leaves were super, super crunchy. Um, so I, I don't know if that makes a difference with the bugs, but they really weren't that bad. Hmm. How was the grub? Oh my God. The food was unbelievable. I would they, imagine so, man. They had two cooks and they were young kids. They went to school for, to be chefs and they said that six months out of the year they cook in resorts in cancun when it's like their busy season like touristy season and then they come there and cook the rest of the year that's awesome so, oh man what a deal yeah and they they had one guy i guess that had come hunt there from minnesota that had some sports bars and wanted to open a mexican restaurant and he was like, dude, I want to help these guys come be like U.S. citizens and work for me <laughs> 10 months out of the, 10 months out of the year. And then they, they could come back here 
and you know for two, and visit for two months and he was dead serious like they were really like working to get those guys up there he was like the food was unreal wow man what that's a deal Did, were the guys about it or the the mexican chefs or yeah the- oh yeah i mean they say down there like you tell you tell somebody like because these are a lot of them are in poor areas and they're not really coming from a whole lot down there so they were like doing backflips oh i bet that's insane yeah. that's pretty cool though that man is awesome oh yeah like and all they had to cook you know so they have they have a generator so they fire it up every once in a while if they need to use like a blender or something for whatever they're making but other than that they had you know like if you're gonna you fry a turkey you know those big burners you use mm-hmm. yeah they, they had two of those and they cooked like five star meals on that wow and just that little burner yeah i was That's like if you, you put these guys in a real kitchen i can't imagine what the hell they do woof that is cool, man. That's insane. I love hearing there, shit like that. That's awesome. That's very cool. There, there was one thing that they, they cooked that was bad. And so. The scorpion. The turkey. Tastes like boot. <laughs> so one, one night they want to do, they want to do like a traditional Mayan dinner for us. So like with the, how they cook, the Mayans used to cook, they dig a pit and then they build a fire and they put these rocks on top of it, and they burn it down till it's coals, and these rocks get all real hot in the bottom, and they take all the meat, <coughs> excuse me, put it all on the rocks, and then they pot, they put um, banana leaves on top of the meat, and then they take these branches with all these leaves and pile them up real, you know, real tight on top of that, and then they took these sheets of tin, covered it, and then they covered all of that with dirt until there was no smoke coming out. It's a pit. So then, yeah, so it just it just bakes in there and you, we did it in the afternoon we left hunted came back about nine o'clock and they uncovered it took everything out so the, the meat was amazing but there was one thing that they were saying like the, the guy that ran the camp he spoke english the guides and everybody they spoke like they could say shoot turkey deer and that was it and <laughs> they're like yeah they know they know the important words deer turkey shoot and that was about it the necessities so, yeah. <laughs> so they were taking, they were taking like some one guy shot a deer, so they're taking the heart, the liver, the kidneys, and all this stuff, and they were gonna make something with it. So my my dad saw him cutting it all up, and they were putting it in this big bowl, and I came over and was watching, and it looked good. It was all in a, a big bowl with a bunch of like jalapenos and cilantro and um, uh, lime juice and all this stuff and onions. But then they, they used to put the esophagus and shit in there, too, and you saw chunks of that, and that was pretty gross. But um, but overall, it looked pretty good. But then it looked like they were – so they had a bowl. They were pulling something out of the bowl, and it looked like it was a dirty washcloth. Like, what the hell is that? And it was the stomach from the deer, but it was, turned, it, it was turned inside out. So then they turned it back around, and they took all that shit, and they stuffed it in the stomach, and they cooked it in the pit. So, oh, shit. Whoa. So my dad – my dad all day he's like oh he's like, i'll try that if they if they have it for us i'll try that so they have a, they had a table that night set up with all you know with a bunch of different meats and they were making tacos and the two chefs you go up and be like oh what do you want and i was just like oh, i'll take one of each so it's four different tacos they were making so i was like the fourth person i sat down and i ate my first one got to the next one i take a bite and two of the, my buddy and my dad's friend look at me and they're like how's that one and i'm like chewing it up i'm like it's pretty strong. Like, yeah, that's the fucking stomach one. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> what did it taste you like? Know, so, 
you know, like when you, if you gut shot a deer, you cut the stomach when you're gutting a deer, you know, you know how you, what it smells like. Yeah. Right? That's what it tastes like. Oh, hell oh no. No. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I'll fucking try. I'll try anything once, but if it, if it <laughs> smells, I it tastes like that, that. Hell no. I wouldn't try that. I would have tried it. I, I would try it for sure, but you'd I have didn't to. know. I didn't, I mean, I, you know, I didn't know what it would taste like, and I didn't even know that that's what it was. It was just in a bowl, and I was like, it looked good. So I was like, oh, I'll take one of everything. And I tried it, and I was like, holy crap, because I was like, well, it makes <laughs> sense that that's a, it makes sense that's a stomach one, because I was like, I've smelled gut shot deer before, and I was like, if yeah. I had to imagine what they would taste like, this is exactly what I would imagine. Oh Everyone God. listening knows that smell, too. Yeah, yeah. everyone's just sitting there like, yeah. Yeah. That's They're cringing. Man, that's crazy. Okay, so... That I love hearing that stuff. I love like because if if you're going to Mexico to do this, like that is part of the hunt, right? Yeah. So oh, for sure, oh yeah. All of our listeners that don't know, I feel like that's just a big thing. Like that's part of the experience. That and shit, the, you got to know. Yeah, it really is, and I'm fascinated by. That's so foreign to me. Like I've been to yeah. Brazil, and that was crazy as hell. Like I'm like, holy fuck, I'm in Brazil. Like, well, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. You know, like even when me and my wife went to Mexico for our honeymoon, like. We went off the resort, and I'm like, damn, like, we're in Mexico. Like, we're down right. in Mexico. Like, this is crazy. And it's kind of like a fun experience because you're, you're in another land. Shit, I do that when I go to a different state. Eric's like, dude, I'm in <laughs> Illinois. This is <laughs> crazy. Yeah, Everyone's stressed out about taxes. Yeah, I never <laughs> right? left the country, so I'm like, I'm the same as Eric. So, it's, Sean, I, Sean, I got another question for you. Are the turkeys, like, as skittish and weird as they are up here? Um... I didn't see a ton of them, but I had one that got like really, really close to us. Well, how about this? How about just break down some of the hunts and then just maybe break down your hunt. Um, right. And get, basically, this is like the heart of what the episode is, right? Your hunt. Right. Um, yeah. So feel free to break that down. And then what I'll do is like you can tell it however you want. And then I'll, I'll pull in some listener questions from Facebook and Instagram. And then we okay. can break them down pretty quick. All right. So first, first morning, you know, we woke up early and. We drove, and you you'd hunt in pairs, um, or you start out in pairs. Everybody had their own guide. Um, we rode. Me and my buddy started off, and they had these bunch of jeeps, and you'd ride in like a jeep wrangler. And the the windshield folds down. There's no doors, no tops on it, and you're just riding on these bumpy ass roads. And we probably drove for an hour, got to wherever we were gonna stop, and we split up and just kind of walked down these roads. And we walked and we jumped some birds. Uh, he said, the guide said one of the birds, I didn't really get, get to see it, but he said one of them was a turkey that we, we jumped out of a tree and um, another kind of bird. And But no no shots, no nothing. Um, we saw, heard one on the ground uh, kind of running away and it was making some noise and he was just saying, pavo, pavo. I was like, okay, I guess it's turkey. So, <laughs> so, they, so they do roost like regular turkeys, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So in the morning we didn't, you know, no, no real action. I mean, a little bit, but I didn't read nothing that was even close to getting a shot. And uh, so we went back and you go back in, in late morning, you eat some lunch and then you have a couple hours just kind of hang out when it's real hot in the middle of the day and you go out about three or four and come back about nine. So then we went out the afternoon we dropped my buddy off, and uh, we're driving to where we're going to go hunt, and we see these animals kind of run off to the side of the road, and he stops, and he's like, he's the, my guy telling me it's a, a Cody, a C-O-A-T, 
or C O A T I. And it's this animal's like they say it's part of it's like part of the raccoon family, but it kind of looks like a, like a raccoon and anteater kind of cross. It's got like a crazy like a long, long tail and shit, right? Yeah, it's got a long long tail with it's like a ring tail and like a long skinny kind of nose. And uh, it's they're kind of weird looking animals, and I don't even know what my, the best thing. To do. My wife and I saw them on the resort where we were at, and they oh, were really everywhere, man. On their, our resort, right where we stayed, right outside our hotel. Every time we'd walk down to go to the beach or like to the bar area, they there was like they're everywhere. There's baby ones, and they were all like, I bet you fifty of them lived in the little jungle patch right outside our hotel. Yeah, we saw. I mean, we saw a lot of them. I mean, we I saw we get out and I go and. Um, we kind of put a little stalk on it off the road and down there we were, we were all hunting with shotguns. Um, they, they rent shotguns out so you don't have to worry about bringing them in cause you're just using bird shot. It's not anything, anything crazy. So instead of going through the hassle of the paperwork to bring your guns into the country and all that, we just rented them for like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks for the week. Yeah. And, uh, so we kind of put a little stalk on it and I shoot it and, you know, so I get that. That was my first animal, and that's awesome. Um, yeah, they're pretty pretty cool looking. They're di- definitely different because so the trip the the package that we got included three animals from the list of things that they have to shoot, and then if you wanted to shoot anything else, you could add it on for like a trophy fee, like if you were to go to Africa or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I got I got three animals. I was really there just for the turkey. Anything else was just bonus. I didn't really going into it i wasn't really sure what other stuff i wanted because i was just like i just want to make sure i get my turkey and then i'll go take it from there but um that just kind of felt the opportunity just fell in our laps so i just shot it and i was like okay that's pretty sweet i was pumped and so what what did you do with that are you gonna get it mounted or anything or do you just say you just leave it or what yeah no no we're gonna get it mounted um now like I'm, I'm really lucky that my dad, uh, you know, he, he does really well. So he does, you know, pretty much mounts most of my stuff for me. Um, that's awesome. Cause there'll be, there'll be things that I'll be like, no, no, I'm not even gonna get that mounted. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, I'll, I'll get it done for you. <laughs> that's awesome. Cause he bring, he, you know, he brings so much business to our taxidermist. Like his old taxidermist was one of his best friends. So he pretty much did everything for cost for him. And now he's got a new, he passed away. So he's got a new guy, but he does, I mean, he brings a lot, a lot of work to the guy. So he, he hooks it up. Like my, my last year I got back at Christmas time and he did it for nothing. He just said, Merry Christmas. Here you go. Oh, that's Perfect. awesome. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Super cool. So, um, so I shoot that, I shoot the, the Cody and then we get in the truck and I was all pumped up cause it just it happened real quick. So it's like, by the time I got in the truck, that's like when you know, your adrenaline's kind of starting to pump cause you didn't really have time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we're just, you know, we're continue driving to where we're going to go and, uh, you know, we're going and all of a sudden we see this, this Turkey just runs across the road. And the guy stops the Jeep, turns it off, and he's looking, and he's, he guess he sees it's a male. And, you know, some people are probably going to hear this, and they're probably going to talk shit. I shot the turkey right out of the Jeep. <laughs> I mean, it was in the road, and the guy turned the Jeep off. You know, we weren't driving down the road, but he said shoot, and it was right there. And I was like, I want the turkey. There it is. The guy's telling me to shoot, so I'm going to shoot it. So I freaking shot him right on the side of the road. <laughs> Well, you know, I I would never judge you for that because I wasn't in that situation. I wasn't down in Mexico, but I bet you 
a lot of people that are listening would probably done the same thing in that situation. Yeah, I would have so. done it for well, sure. When, you're, when your guide's sitting there telling you to do it, I mean, that's my thing. Is, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell them how to hunt because I don't know exactly. And they told me to, you know, it happened so quick. It wasn't like we were driving, and it's Mexico. Like if I was hunting here and somebody told me to do that, I know that you know in the United States or most places you're not allowed to do that. I wouldn't have done it there, but in Mexico, I mean, we get out there and the, the rules are, rules are different there. The, you know, we're on these, I mean, I'm saying a road, but it's rocky, rough, bumpy. I mean, you're far removed from any kind of Little civilized road. road. Yes. There's, you're in the middle oh, of nowhere. Level C. <laughs> yeah. Level C. Level so, in Mexico. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, some people might not agree with it and might think it's kind of a shitty way to do it, but that's the way I did it, and I was happy to get my turkey, so I don't really care. <laughs> no, I mean, no. own it. So you sh- you shot this bird. Like, tell us about, like, the coloration and, like, how this bird looked when you got up to it to- compared to a normal turkey. Basically, anything you imagine on a normal turkey, you just pretty much throw it out of the window because it looks <laughs> completely different. They don't have beards at all. Um, they have baby blue heads with these little crazy little bumps on their heads. I'm not really sure what the purpose of the bumps are, but like, they're kind of like yellowish, yellowish, orangish bumps on their head. Um, they're fan, they, they have a fan, um, but it's totally colored different than any kind of birds, any other turkeys, even, you know, any, any of the other ones you want talk about even the other ones in mexico the goulds i mean they're all completely different but they're a lot smaller body wise um a lot of them have monster spurs mine didn't happen to have big spurs but they had birds that they've shot earlier in the season that i saw that had ridiculous spurs on them i'm talking like over two inch spurs yeah i've seen some pictures of them it's like holy shit like that do some damage that was that was the only disappointment. I was like, man, I almost want to pay a thousand dollars and shoot another one just so I could get one with those monster spurs. But like, I'm shooting um, one with three inch spurs. What's yeah, up? Going yeah. for a record. <laughs> I, I, later in the week, I saw one super close, and I was looking. And if I saw big spurs, I was just going to shoot it. And I was like, I'll figure it out later. Well, I mean, <laughs> with, with two inch spurs, you'll be able to see that from a good distance. Oh yeah, yeah. But that was. I mean, the the, the birds are. Is, it's gorgeous, but that was, I mean, the Spurs weren't, aren't that big of a deal to me, but I was just happy to get it. But after seeing some of the other Spurs, I was like, oh, damn, mine got little stubby ones. But so they're, they're, um, but still, it's a beautiful bird. I mean, you can't complain. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're amazing looking. That's crazy. Yeah, and my only regret was I forgot my phone, or I thought I forgot my phone at camp that day, but I guess it fell out of my pocket in the Jeep. So I couldn't take any pictures that like right then and there. And then by the time, by the time we got back, it was dark. So they put it in the cooler to take pictures the next day, but it was, it was all stiff the next day. So you couldn't get like the real good quality pictures that you'd get when the birds, you know, you just shoot the bird and you could pose it really nice. Right. So my question but, is like uh, like out in the wild when you see one do they actually do they blend in at all or do they just stick out like a sore thumb? Um, they I mean they I mean I guess they probably stick out more than our turkeys do. Um, it's so thick there that when they're in the like when they're really in the woods, it's kind of it's kind of tough to see, see some things just because everything's really really thick. But 
I mean, you could see the head coming because it's got that baby blue head. But yeah. depending on how the depending on how the sun's hitting them, that's when you really see the the color, like the different colors in their feathers. You know, some angles and they may not look that cool, but then you get the sun really shining on them good, and you're like, holy crap, the colors are pretty amazing. This is a crazy ass looking. Well, bird. see, and that's, that's the so thing cool. too. Like you say, woods, but I think Mexico like desert cactuses. Jung- and- I think jungle. Oh, you do? Yeah. Down Dude, there, my, my my whole idea of jungle going into it was much different than what it really was. Like, I, I guess in my mind, I was thinking more like to me, jungle was more like rainforest, like I see in movies, and like I thought it'd be like real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like really like more wet and just way more like way like green everything, and it was. It was really thick woods. It's not all that different from what I have around here. It just everything was really, really thick down there. Anybody was really everything was really dry. I they said in the fall it's completely different, but it wasn't. It was just not what I thought it would be going into it. That's crazy. So what are you doing for the mount on this bird? I haven't even decided. I mean, I'm going to do a full body mount. Whatever. I'm not just not you sure of the pose that I'm going to do yet. That's awesome. That's uh-huh. cool. That's cool, man. That's going to be a beautiful conversation piece. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Can you imagine I mean, having that? People are like, what the hell is yeah. that? What the? F- that's, it's more like, what the fuck it, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. My, my dad's, I mean, he's got a room with, I mean, God, over like over 100 animals in his room. But everybody sees that turkey, and they're like, what the hell is that? It's just so different looking. It really just sticks out. People think it's more of a peacock than it is a turkey. Yeah, right. I mean, for good reason. Um, Sean, so I'm going to chip through some social media questions here. Um, some of okay. them we've covered already. If uh, Some of them don't really apply to your hunt, but maybe you can answer them for other people that in camp or whatever it may be. Okay. Um, Doug Hood asks, I understand the majority of oscillated hunts are done by shooting the birds off the roost. Um, did you use a bow? Or He basically asked, was this how your hunt was done? But we know that. Um, if so, did you use a bow? That would be tough. Great bird. Congrats. So there was three other people that shot birds in camp, and they did shoot theirs out of the tree. Um, the night I got mine, we we were just kind of sitting on a water hole after just because, you know, you could shoot more animals. So we just were kind of seeing what else we could see. And don't have actual calls there but they would use the guy would have like a recording and it would be a recording of a bird gobbling doing their their version the version of what a gobble is for a turkey down there let's hear it Sean. so yeah let's hear this let's we hear gotta it. hear Get this to it, Sean. oh god i tagged kurt kurt did you see that video i tagged you in on um, the drurys i did see that one yeah if i was uh but i want to hear you do it if i was more <laughs> prepared <laughs> i would have a recording of it ready but i don't I'm not even going to attempt it, but if anybody wants to hear it, go to the Drury's. Uh, go pull it up on uh, your phone, Doug. I would do I it, but it I'm. Uh, I wasn't prepared to have it. Uh, so the guy oh. just breaks out like this little little speaker, and it had a recording of it just playing like a constantly. Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, turtle box. Yeah, and it was, and the worst part was is like it would have some like woman on the like recorded on there. It says now playing and then it would be really freaking loud. And then it would go into the, 
the uh, <laughs> the turkey goblin. Like it was pretty bootleg, but I mean it worked. It's pretty they bootleg. Had, on, he got see. one. All right, I think got, I have the video here. I'm gonna, I got your volume here. Is this your ringtone, or is, I don't know how to do this. I just hit play. All right, here we go. Let's see if it works. This is on Drury's Instagram page or Facebook page. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. I can hear it. I heard it good. Is it going again? Yeah, I should do another one. <laughs> it's crazy. They're definitely a turkey, man. They're definitely a turkey. Let me see that thing. Yeah, I it's, see this it's, video. it's. It sounds like a raptor. It's <laughs> it's weird. It's like a it's a very very weak version of a gobble. I think. I mean, to me, I hear that and I still think gobble, but it's just like like a very very sad version of it. it like if I heard an eastern gobble like that, I'd be like, oh, he's sick. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's not okay. He's fucked up. <laughs> we got to call this bird. <laughs> That's a cool bird. I'll say, let me let me chip through some of these questions. Uh, Mark Reif, um, we just talked about this a little bit, but it, it applies. I've heard they're called before, and it's different than the usual gobble. Did you hear them make any calls? Were you able to call to them? Are there call makers out there that sell calls to use when hunting this species? So you kind of already talked about the recording, but I I wonder if there are actual calls. Yeah, I, I don't know because I didn't know. I don't know if the females make any kinds of noises or whatnot. Um, they weren't trying to call with the, any kind of female call. They just had that that gobble recording, and they did roost birds. They did roost birds um, with that call. And one woman, we roosted one, and a woman went the next day. It was there. Her, her and her husband. They were like seventy years old in their seventies, and they were both there hunting together. And she, she shot hers the next morning and they went to that tree and it was basically as soon as you can get it got light she just shot it out of the tree um but then he called one in when we were hunting another time and i i could send you guys a video it was probably 10 yards away and i was just videoing it it was coming in looking seeing what the hell was going on that's awesome. quick question for you sean don't lie did you bring some mouth calls uh, no, I didn't bring <laughs> some mouth calls. <laughs> like, hey, I got this. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Don't worry. I I knew enough about them. I didn't know much, but I knew enough that I left them at home. <laughs> Out there trying to do a kiki run. Oh yeah, yeah. this guy. Oh, guy, like, I got this. The guy would be like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> be like stupid gringo. They yeah, just, they just come running in. It's like wearing a, you were wearing a working class bow hunter hat in the photo, which thank you for that. But they're probably like, oh hell yeah, stupid podcast. They, they, they have no idea, <laughs> dude. They have no idea what a podcast. I, I know. El working class bow hunter. <laughs> <laughs> that was racist, Doug. Thank no, you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> God um, damn it, Doug. So Shit. we're uh, on Instagram. Creek Jumper Outdoors said, "How did they respond to a call compared?" Oh, I, okay, they don't. Um. <laughs> I imagine this is D-Rock from East Coast Bowhunting Podcast. What was his favorite taco he tasted <laughs> in Mexico? Uh, the the I, I shot a uh, white-collared peccary, which is basically a – it's just like a javelina, but it's yeah. got this – like it looks like it has like a white collar and a tear around the neck, and they made – they did cook that in the pit, and they made tacos, and that was really good. How many animals did you actually shoot? 
Three. Four. Four. Oh, four. Okay. What else? Yeah. So yeah. that first first night, I shot I, I shot the turkey second, and then we parked, and then we're walking in, and then this little bird runs across the road when we're walking, and he's like, "Shoot!" I was like, "All right, this guy keeps telling me to shoot. I'm gonna keep fucking shooting." So I shot it. <laughs> Hell yeah! And it was it was I don't even know. It's kind of like not really sure how to compare it to what we have. It was a small bird. Um, I don't know, kind of like a grouse type deal. Mm. Um, it's called a called a tinamu, T I N A M U. Um, and they they cooked that up, and that was the good thing. And we, everything that got killed, they cooked it up, and we got to eat it when we were there. That's awesome. Um, like it's very cool. The, yeah, the co- Cody was really good. The tinamu they made. It was a small bird, so they made like little appetizer tacos out of it for everybody to try it. So is everything just really made cute. into tacos? They did. They did. <laughs> That's right. That was racist, Eric. Eric. <laughs> well, I mean, lot, your turn, Kurt. <laughs> a lot of a lot of tacos. How was um, it crossing the border, man? Did you ask him about the wall? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That, I just had to get that. In. <laughs> sorry. Too far. Too far. Oh, too far. But you know, there's a lot too of tacos. Soon? Some nights they did steaks. They did steaks one night that we didn't stuff we didn't kill. They did like pork chops the last night, and it was That's like, awesome. Probably one of the best pork chops I ever had. Dude, that's what I mean. I was on a resort, obviously. Like, I would love to like actually get in there and try like authentic, real mm-hmm. like Mexican food. Um, that was one of the coolest things. Is you know, all my trips I've been to have been in the United States, so it wasn't really a big deal. But my dad, he goes on all these crazy trips, and you know, the the cult- culture and the food and the people he gets to meet and the stories he has, and that was what one of the coolest things for me was hanging out with some of these guys, even though we could barely communicate. Like my guide and my buddy's guide, they were, you know, really cool. We laughed our ass off to little that we could communicate. Yeah. And the food was just unbelievable. Oh my God. Like I could never eat Mexican food back here and, you know, really enjoy it after eating it there. That's what well, you can't awesome, even man. compare it to. Probably. Yeah. Probably but, not. Oh, it's, it's night and day. I mean, their food was like even the sauces that they had to put on stuff just made everything that much better. It was just, it was crazy. The food was unbelievable. That's the cool thing I like about like going out of the country. Like, uh, I haven't been many places, but my favorite thing is like eating, like trying different food. Cause mm-hmm. I think, For sure. you know, we are used to the food we have here. We try all that stuff. So I like to try stuff that's kind of off the wall. Like in, in Brazil, we'd go out to lunch with a lot of the Brazilian guys down there that worked at the John Deere factory. And we'd do like, uh, oh yeah, we're going to go to a steakhouse lunch, or whatever. And then one was like a steakhouse. They would like bring a big, like, uh, shank with a bunch of meat on it and they'd like cut it off for you at the table but there, everything else besides the meat was like in a buffet line and I'm like this is heaven for me because there's a bunch of stuff that I've never even seen so I'm like glopping all this stuff on my plate I'm like oh I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try this you gotta try it and I see this like potato salad looking stuff I'm like I love potato salad that looks like potato salad I scoop it up and I'm getting ready to put it on my plate and uh, Volney was the uh, Brazilian tech technician's mm-hmm. name he's like no 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 no. your stomach won't be able to handle that because oh. it had their um their dairy down there is different than ours and it was mm-hmm. it was potato salad but he's like e- no you can't do that he's like you will you'll be puking puking and shitting <laughs> so but it was just cool down there because you know I, i'm glad i had those guys to look out for me otherwise I, I did get sick when i was down there from i think from it might have been from the water 
They told us not to drink the water down there because we're not used to it. And you did. Um, I, yeah. well, I drink a lot of mixed drinks with like ice and stuff in them. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And I think that got me over time, over the three weeks I was there. Um, but that's like the fun part is like experiencing the culture and the people and, okay. and yeah. all that. That's part of the trip. Yeah. Not just and, hunting or just the trip, but that's part of it. Yeah, for sure. That was one of my favorite things coming out of it because a lot of these crazy trips, like, I mean, I'm never going to say no to them, but if I had my bucket list of things that I want to do, I'd want to do, you know, I want to do elk. I would want to do moose and a lot of the stuff in like North America, like around in the United States and whatnot. But, you know, if I was spending the money, if I had, you know, unlimited money to spend, but my dad, he go, he's been all over. So he's got a different perspective and he likes all these crazy ones. So, and they just weren't really on my radar. But after this, this trip kind of was like, you know, really open my eyes to you know the different experiences and things you could take out of it other than the hunting i mean the hunting was awesome and but the food and the people and just the sights that you're yeah, seeing driving through cool. little cities towns, it was cool that is awesome man that is very cool well i think we covered your hunt pretty well man um anything else you want to add anything we missed like anything noteworthy i'm not rushing you out i just i don't know um as far as the hunt goes, not really. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other animals. I mean, oh, I mean, my dad saw two jaguars when he was hunting. Oh, no shit. Oh, what? They, shit. Have, they have those there? Yeah. You gonna, can't you're you're going to pass that up? <laughs> you, you can't hunt them anymore. Um, I don't know. I think those have been, that season's been closed for a long time, like decades now. But he, back to back days, and no, nobody else saw one, but he was sitting over water holes back to back days. And he said it was the biggest cat he's ever seen other than his lion that he shot. He shot mountain lion, leopard, female lion. He said it, this thing was massive. He said it was crazy. Oh, Whoa. shit. Whoa. Yeah, he said all of a sudden it just came in like super oh, silent. All of a sudden it was right there like 25 yards lapping up water like a freaking house cat. Like, that's weird, because I have a cat, and that thing will fuck you up, but a big cat like that, good. You're done. I think about it all the time when I think about giant, like, big predator cats, like a like a leopard or a mountain lion or, like, a, you know, a cheetah or whatever. Lion? But, or a lion, yeah. And when you look, or a tiger even, when you look at, like, your house cat, and then you look at, like, footage on YouTube or on TV of a big cat like that, they move the same. The same way. And it, it's so hard creepy. to hold a house cat down. It's creepy. Let alone hold a mountain lion or a leopard that's, down. They'll fuck you up like for dude, sure. You're not holding nothing like down. That's like that dude that killed the freaking that mountain lion with his fucking bare hands. It's impressive, yes, man. You, yes. I mean, I couldn't imagine fighting a mountain lion. They said it was a baby, but the dude still killed a, a mountain lion with yeah. his bare hands. Was that in Colorado? I think so. Yeah, that dude was all hopped up on edibles going for a jog. And, dude, next thing you know, he's getting mauled by a mountain lion. <laughs> he's just throwing hands at the mountain lion. Got good. I mean, good for him, man. Grieve. Can you imagine the whore? No. I dude. think about that all the time. Like, I would rather get attacked by a wolf than a, than a cat. Oh, I went for with my dad. Sure. I went with my dad to Montana when he shot his uh, – oh, that was I forgot that on my list earlier. I've been to Montana. But uh, I was with him when he shot his, his mountain lion, and his was like – I think it was like 140 pounds, and Jesus. it was whoa. Yeah, that yeah, it was big. big. Yeah, and like, but they they had one mounted in camp that was 180. It was fucking huge. That's that's it like was, as big as me. 
You might as well just lay yeah. on the ground and give up. Just let it kill you? Dude, it was, my neck. it was crazy. Here's my neck. It was, <laughs> it was, and then you shoot him out of a tree, and it's like, I couldn't imagine if the thing hits the ground and it's not dead, and all of a sudden it just hits the ground and comes at you. Yeah, dude, I'm not going with Steve on a mountain lion hunt. Steve will hit that thing in the tail. No, no, you no, want to no, go, no, go with no, you Steve because you're yeah. faster yeah. than Steve. Oh, faster. You're good already point. gone. Good you're point. faster than yeah. Steve. Good point. All you got to do is be faster than him. My dad, like, when he went, he shot his, went for his brown bear <laughs> in Alaska. He, they were walking up on it, and the, he was telling the guy, he's like, look, this thing's not alive. He's like, sorry, but I'm going to shoot you in the foot, and I'm taking off. Because all I got <laughs> to do, oh, do is be faster damn. than you. <laughs> damn. Shit, that's sorry, crazy. bud. Good, hey, maybe we should con- – Steve won't listen to this because he sucks at his craft. Um, so <laughs> as his hey, job, we mean? should we should frame him. No, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He, he should be listening to get himself better at talking, but let's get him but on – Let's get him on a mountain lion hunt. He and, won't do it. And then we'll let him shoot. No way. Yeah, there's no way Steve there's could no even way. get to it. He couldn't afford it anyways. Well, he couldn't get to the cat. You, no. know, you know how worn out he would be? He can't handle the hills of Illinois. Dude, I was telling him about my elk hunt in Colorado last year, and he was already like hitting about shortcuts, how he could do it. I'm like, dude. Shortcuts. I was like, I'm not the most shapely dude. Like, I'm not in the best shape. I could be in way better. I could be like 30 pounds lighter in the best shape ever. And I, like, just had the motivation to, like, try and kill an elk. Right. So, like, that kept me, like, moving, right? And I probably lost 10 pounds on that trip. Steve doesn't even have the motivation to get out of bed to sit in a ground blind. He doesn't no. have the motivation to get up anything. Dude, I'm telling you, if I'm a mountain lion in a tree and I see that fat boy with square deals, mm. dude, <laughs> I'm jumping. I'm pouncing. Dude, I'm he pouncing. probably just sits, like, old Arby's. <laughs> dude, he... <laughs> Like just smell that Arby's. meat. <laughs> like, yeah. That's we have meat. the meat. That's what he means. Yeah, Steve just tastes like stale Arby's, and the you look in your chair and look at his lips. Just he'd show up, up to that hunt in cowboy boots, trying to walk up a mountain. For <laughs> he sure. would, dude. He, he would. I brought the best boots I had. They're slip-on Ariats from yeah. Farm and Fleet. <laughs> well, the only thing he'd have for him is that the dogs treat him. And that thing probably isn't going to go anywhere, so he'd probably have a lot of time to get up there. No, nah, I'm still he, But he'd have to get there first is, yeah. is the yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, the dog's found one about two miles away, and so he's like, eh. Yeah, listen, Sean, you'll meet Steve in person here soon, uh, being a part of the team Hang and Bang, and you'll, you'll be like, ah, yeah, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> I, was talking, I was talking to D-Rock this weekend, and we were trying to maybe make plans to meet, meet him partway and ride for the shoot with him. Oh, dude, yeah, you got to make it out here for the shoot, man. You have to. Because he was saying, I guess, uh, Modern Assassin's riding with him. Yep. And he's he's on the way, and he was saying, he's saying he's talked talk to him, but he said I probably can meet up with him, ride with him to meet up with D-Rock, and then ride all the way out to Illinois. Do it. Do it. Yeah, do you, you got to do it, man. So you I won't. was like. You won't. Yeah, you won't do well, it. As long as freaking modern assassin's okay with riding with some fucking stranger, I'm. Dude, have I you told D Rock I'm in? Have, have you ever met that guy? Of course he's no, down, cool. dude. Garrett is balls to the wall, man. Yeah, no one's done. a stranger to that guy. Yeah, yeah. no one. Yeah, he's all for so, it. I'm excited to like, see that man, guy again, man. Actually, like I'm, I, I kind of forgot that he was rolling with D Rock. I'm pumped. Yeah, he. We were talking about it on Saturday, and uh, I was like, man. If that could happen, I'm definitely in. I already told my wife, I was like, yeah, so I'm going to go to uh, Illinois in a couple of weeks. And she probably thinks I'm crazy, like some stranger. You're going to Illinois to go hang out with some dude you never even met? I was like, <laughs> uh, fucking pretty, you are. pretty much. <laughs> it's no, yeah. shooting, shooting bows and drinking beer. I'm in. Yeah, it's dude, it's going to be such a good time. We have. I'm glad Garrett's coming because we're going to have – so it's not like – 
and, you know, we're off the turkey hunting story now. So, but I've been getting a lot of messages about like the shoot, like, oh yeah, I'm going to come in and win this competition. I'm like, well, it's not a competition. Like people think yeah. it's a competition. This is just a fun shoot. It's it's just as much a social event as it is a bow shoot. Right. And yeah, I mean, the targets we're setting up are ridiculous. Like they're going to be damn ridiculous because we just want it to be fun. Like we want, and we're going to have backstops, like targets set all around these three D target. 3d targets people are shooting at because we want people to get outside of their comfort zone and have yeah. fun and don't worry about losing an arrow like we'll recover it we got banks we're shooting in there's going to be backstops like it's let loose so the first shot yeah. might be across the lake who knows at doris at, at doris hey, yeah start off right <laughs> I, saw, I saw that video steve or of steve yeah now doris isn't going to be a part of the 3d shoot but we're going to have her set up right in front of the pavilion. That way, when you shoot at Doris, you have the cr- the, the crowd pressure. So Ooh. it's going to be across the lake. It's going to I think it's like 40, 50-ish yards. And Doris has the perfect vital. She's a bedded golden doe. Her vitals are cut out, and there's a 14 ring cut out. And what happens with Doris is... She's a ruthless bitch. Is she, what she, she, is. She, she is, and she deserves <laughs> she's, respect. She's, she's hungry, too. She's hungry. Um, Eric or myself will get the uh the big megaphone there and we yep. will announce hey doris is thirsty whoever can throw a 14 ring in doris will get like just example a scent crusher gear bag and then you got 20 buffoons that step up to try and throw a 14 ring at doris and usually it's ting 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 and ting. Oh, 14 ring is and there's a probably four hundred dollars worth of arrows that get slopped up God. by doris's pride I'm she's gonna, just I'm smiling there, sitting there smiling arrows. You better bring some junk arrows. If you're coming to the shoot, yeah. and by the way, if you want to come, you better get shoot us an email or a message quick because it fills up fast, especially after we get talking about it. Um, yeah, uh, Doris slops up some arrows fast. So have you have your junk arrows ready. How many arrows did you eat last year? Uh, you know what's funny? She ate a pile, but when you look at her, you can't tell she ate that many arrows. No, she's, she's tough. Even, I'm saying she's like, a ruthless bitch. Like the paint on her. I, I spray painted her shiny gold. The paint on her is not even like nicked up that bad. Didn't bother. No, she didn't even is care. Is that the same one you guys have been using the last couple of years? Oh, Just, yeah. No, oh, yeah. it, last year was her first appearance because we oh, had okay. we had other targets before. But I thought it'd be funny to to plasma cut out a bed of dough. We had this big chunk of steel. She and, made up for it for her first year. Yeah, she did. What's tricky is like the fourteen ring. When I cut it out, it's thick steel. It's way too thick of steel. It's just the piece we had. <laughs> Um, when I cut it out, I had it set up on a forklift. And when I cut it out, like the cut is kind of dying. It's like angled. So like the, the hole is oh, like, so it's even like it's so the hole is oblong. Yeah. It, no, the hole is tapered. Like the cut on the metal is tapered. So you have to be center punched on the, fo- on the hole to oh, actually shit. make it in. So your torch was at an angle is what you're saying. Yes. It's deceiving. Yes. It was, yeah, it was, uh, I was cutting how I could cut it. Did anybody hit the 14 ring last year? Uh, there was there was a couple people that did, but there was a lot of bounce ends. There and your yes. arrow has to be reshootable for it to count. So there's a lot of people Jeez. that hit the metal and then bounce it in the hole, and, and then they destroyed. They'd, they'd pull their arrow out, and it's just freaking carbon shred at the end of their arrow. Oh shit! So your arrow has to be reshootable in order for it to count. And this year we're going to make it even harder because you got to shoot over a pond. Yeah, shoot over a Maybe. pond off I don't a, know. off of a rock possibly and there's going to be like a hundred people watching you do it maybe we don't know now, maybe. That, it that's might be. A, the, the crowd pressure is probably the, going to be the worst part 
Well, that oh, also sure. is what makes it fun, though, because when you hear the ping, everyone like, oh, like, oh, oh cheer. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Fucking People suck. are going to be getting up there. Their buttholes going to be tightening up when they see the crowd, and then be like, oh, oh yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you shoot at Doris, everybody's going to know about it. Then you got Steve drinking a beer right in your ear, just like, you got this. Yeah. And th- we, we'll do some. Um, <laughs> the cool thing about the shoot is we do like we do the knockout games first, which is if people don't know what the knockout game is. we I don't know if we made it up or if it's a thing that exists. But we I take. We, I think we made it up. It it we're now. the founders of that, for sure. I'll, we'll claim it okay. because we're assholes. Um, <laughs> broad, broad force targets, if you are not familiar, you need to, to be familiar. They make awesome big bright orange like self-healing targets yeah and they're sending us a couple giant wall targets so what we do in the center there's a square we start and this is kind of what we do at first to get people talking and get people to know each other and like if you don't know anyone there you can kind of get to know everyone yeah it's a social event we want people to be friendly and talking to each other so we start at 20 and we step back in 10 yard increments and your arrow has to be within a certain like it's about the size of a paper plate and you shoot at 20, if you make it in 20, you go back to 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, and so on until there's one man standing. Two mulligans. Uh, we're doing no mulligans this year, I decided. No. Oh, so you're going to be out the first round? Yep, because so I want to adjust my sight. <laughs> so you'll. <laughs> that was two years ago. Two Eric. years ago. I, I'll never forget People that. People don't forget. I'll never forget that. <laughs> so no mulligans this year. 20 yards and you're like 10 feet high. Yeah. Yep, we're riding, we're riding dirty. <laughs> awesome. I like it. So come on out, Sean. Uh, yeah, it's a, you're I'm, in for a I'm treat. Have to do it, man. Uh, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I was like, it's a long ways. But then Iraq was like, dude, work. I was like, are you going? He's like, yeah, I'm going. And I was like, damn. So like, he's like, well, you can meet up with freaking with with Garrett and ride up here. And I was like, shit, if he's down, I'm gonna do it because I wanted to go last year and I just didn't do it. And then I was like, this year I gotta go. So I've. Normally, I, I probably would start shooting my bow in, like, July, but I was like, I busted it out two weeks ago, and I was like, I got to start shooting, otherwise I'm going to look like a jackass if I go out there. You're ahead of me, because I'm still, I'll be getting my bow going this next week. Um, yeah. I had the the working class bow hunter rituals going, but the new, the 35, the one I'm actually going to be shooting, is not ready yet, so. We have to shoot the new ones? I'm shooting the new bow. All right. Those, I mean, we use the old The ones. working class ones are so pretty. How are you going to hang that one up, man? I know we didn't get to use that to shoot. I'm not. Yet. It's staying set up. Oh, mine's all ready to go. Oh, you're gonna shoot that one? I don't shoot? know. I might. Cause we didn't get to shoot it last year. I'm shooting the 35, man. I'm gonna bring that, both. You know what the hell? Oh, those working class ones are just so, arrow again? so sweet looking. I what? couldn't imagine just not with it. <laughs> Dude, the working class rituals are. It's gonna be tough. I, I'm leaving mine completely set up. How it is? It's. Uh, she's a thing of beauty. Oh my god! I saw it when you guys posted pictures of those. I was like, "Damn, those things are nice." They're those killers. Are, that that was yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, you guys killed a lot of shit with them too. Yeah, it was good. That'll be the bow I have till I die. Me too. When Eric, when are you, when are you getting that tattoo, man? Ooh. When are you getting that tattoo? I was thinking about that because I have a tattoo appointment Saturday. You... I had one scheduled, and then something came up, and I haven't scheduled again. What are you doing you Saturday? Sh- he didn't you know schedule. what you should he do? Schedule. He I have a bachelor a... party Saturday. Fuck. You should get a tattoo guy to come out to the shoot and get it done to shoot. Oh, man. We could probably I don't know if that's happen. legal, but I could talk to my boy this weekend. <laughs> and then we'll do this. You Hell, my buddy had it. Doris, double or nothing, and enlarges if you miss. 
I don't think so, no, Tim. The dude already <laughs> lost the bet. Like, <laughs> well, you should have lost the bet. I mean, come on. Yeah, now the. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to my boy this weekend. How's that? He would knock that out for you. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. If it if it happens, it happens. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much, man. It's been fun. I'm excited to no, meet you at the you shoot. Thank you guys, man. Yeah, you gotta come out sure for you sure. Guys have me. Make the trip. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna text D Rock tonight and be like, "Yeah, what's what's up?" Because I'm start making plans and putting time in for taking off from work. Because that's gonna be a drive. I'm gonna take a couple days for that. Now you yeah. gotta, you gotta say what's good. Yeah, <laughs> what's good? Not for nothing. Not for nothing. <laughs> yeah, but not, I'm coming. Not for nothing. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, telling your your story. Really and appreciate it. I appreciate your efforts so far on Team Hanging Bang. Even though we haven't gone that far with it yet, we're just getting rolling, but. I appreciate your support and everything, man, along the way. So thank you. Yeah, shoot. I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate you guys making me part of Team Hang and Bang. And I just have a good time listening to the podcast and looking forward to see what's coming down the road. All right. So I'm yeah. going to do this. Sean, close me out with something positive. Some positive. I've been listening to you guys two and a half years and pretty cool. Finally get to talk to you guys and, uh, I'm more positive. Hopefully, here in a couple of weeks, I'll get to meet you guys out there in Illinois and drink some beers, some bush lattes. That's right, Eric. You got something positive? Um. Well, tomorrow I'm going to buy my first uh, longbow. So that's awesome. Oh, that's going to be that's pretty cool. Yeah. So hopefully, I'll dig into that real deep and maybe I'll bust my out, out too with you. Is it a longbow or a recurve? It's a longbow. Oh shit. Yeah. You got to go kill cra- a buffalo with I'm that going thing. crazy. A buffalo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Doug, what do you got? Uh, something positive. Um, probably going to hit up Ross here soon and get my bow set up and start slinging them. But you and Steve are behind the gun. Yeah, yeah I know. Why are you all set up? Hey, I'll catch go? up fast. Don't worry about me. Is, will. <laughs> is Ross still going to set Steve's bow up for him after that freaking podcast <laughs> debacle? Probably not. Um, he's probably going to screw it up or something. Ross will be like, you fucking idiot while he's tying on his peep. Right. <laughs> it's like two inches too high. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, my something positive is we're back in the podcast groove. It feels good to be back in the studio on the regular it is. schedule. It is. Things are a little different now. I'm a daddy. That's positive. You're a dad. And, uh, the, Wait, Steve's not here. That's positive. That's a super positive. <laughs> that's right. And uh, I'm looking forward to the summer shooting bows and getting prepped for the very busy very busy fall busy is good it keeps us alive that's right thank you everyone for listening you know what to do go shoot your bow we love you